Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. You can find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, or you can find constitutional education that you can rely on at libertyfirstuniversity.com. And if you're watching us on YouTube today, there's a ticker at the bottom that will help remind you of those sites. Uh, the big news today, and probably will be for some time, JC, is the Manafort report and the Barr letter. Uh, we covered, I think we did a the Mueller report. What did I say? Manafort. Because I, I got Manafort on my brain. The Mueller report and the Barr letter. And uh, we, I think we did a really good job of covering that in detail, at least the bar letter yesterday. As a matter of fact, I got a lot of great feedback on, the, uh, on social media about how people were, were really, really happy to finally get a level-headed review of what's going on. Because, you know, you've got, you've got mainstream media, but they have picked their sides. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, it's, freak out on this side, right? The freak out. Then the other side wastes all their time responding to the freak out. And nobody actually gives you level-headedness. So if you missed the show yesterday on the Mueller report and the bar letter, then go back to uh, chrisannhall.com and get caught up because uh, you're going to need that. Now, uh, I do want to mention a couple things about the Mueller report uh, being over, uh, JC, because this, in my mind, from from a criminal justice perspective, highlights why all of these indictments that came out of this investigation ought to be dismissed at this point. Everybody who has been convicted ought to be pardoned. Everybody who's had charges come against them ought to, and, and not convicted ought to be dismissed. And I don't seem to get why the defense attorneys in this case are not pounding their fists on a table, jumping up down and screaming, fishing expedition. Maybe they are. I mean, maybe they're preparing to file stuff or filing stuff as we speak. Well, I sure hope so, because these these indictments that came out of something that we now know the head investigator says doesn't even exist. Right. These indictments are fruit from a poisonous tree. And you don't and and you don't want to you don't let me put it this way. You don't want a government investigatory power to exist like this. You don't here let me let me just make this clear. 
An investigator starts an investigation of your neighbor for, oh, I don't know, tax fraud, okay? Just, just make something up. It doesn't matter. And the next thing you know, the investigator is going door to door to door investigate and interviewing the neighbors about, allegedly, about the tax fraud of their neighbor. In the meantime, he's searching through their bank statements, searching through their drawers, searching through their refrigerators, and saying, oh, wait a minute, you have this, that's a crime. Excuse me, what is the scope of your investigation here? What exactly is the scope of your warrant? And that's another thing I want to drop in there. This is why we, why I've been teaching people for a decade now that when someone comes, that when, when a government agent comes to you with a warrant, never give consent. The minute you give consent, then everything is open. They're not limited to the scope of the warrant. And I have to wonder maybe if that was the case. I would say not... Not only don't give, give consent, keep remain silent, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. I mean, I look at the George Papadopoulos stuff. I right. guess we'll look at right, later, right. but you know, it went back to him just just talking, just like oh whatever, and he just talks like, and then you get cornered for something you didn't do, right? Be, because their entire <laughs> you don't know how to shut up. Yeah, because their entire purpose. Th- this is the crazy thing, and, and I don't I don't mean to sa- make it sound trivial, but you know, you, you watch those forty eight hours like for. Was a show called First 48 Hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's just, they go along with some crime is committed in different places, like, you know, it's Chicago Police Department or, you know, some department in Oklahoma or Atlanta, you know, seeing all these right. shows, First 48 Hours. W- without exception, you see the investigators. This is how they do their job. I'm not, right. I'm not faulting them, but this is just the way it works. They, they draw in these witnesses or whoever they're, they're questioning. Well, their entire goal is to get them to say something, right, that they believe they should say. Okay, yeah, so, so, so it's, it's not what, just an objective, no, not just this no, no, objective no, 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 no. search for truth. It's all these various techniques and, and ways of grilling the suspect to get them to say something that sounds like well, let me, an admission and, to some crime. And that's how whatever. investigators work. Investigators don't sit down and say, okay, uh, where were you on this day and yeah. what were you doing? I mean, you know yeah. this. We, you told your story not too long ago in, a, in right. a recent show about how there was this mistaken identity with somebody who had your same name renting the house yes. before us that we rented. And when you sat down, they didn't say, Mr. Hall, um, I see that you're living in no, this they, house and you're living in this neighborhood. A, and- they used a good cop, bad cop little mm-hmm. little technique. Now I'm not I'm not criticizing. I'm not saying I'm not criticizing the investigators and 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 how they do no, it. What, I I, what I'm saying is that's that's the way that the investigators that's that's their best technique right, that they I'm use to, say is to elicit information. And they you, say to you. You were there, weren't you? Yeah, so... You did this, didn't right. you? Tell us how you did this. Well, well that's even more direct. Well, but, they do, but that's how they were. They do, but I'm saying there's less direct stuff where if you don't... So you sit down and you just think, oh, we're just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And you're just talking and you don't fully understand what's going on here and you don't realize the technique. So I think, you know, reading George Papadopoulos' new book and seeing what's finally come out of that, you see this what happened. But, but so same thing with... 
all of these guys, what you're talking about in a scenario like that, mm-hmm. investigators come along and people would say, oh, well, you got nothing to hide. What's the right, big deal? Right, right, right. No, you, you start talking because you think I got nothing to hide. Right. No, you need to shut up and remain silent and get legal representation. It's not a matter you're guilty. It's a matter of get an attorney mm-hmm. who has experience in how these techniques are employed and how you can unwittingly end up being charged for something you didn't do because you said something in such a way that now incriminates you even though you you right you're not admitting and oh these i did rich this rich guys these government guys they ought to know this don't run your mouth my goodness you probably have an attorney on retainer somewhere yeah. don't say anything without your attorney present and the whole warrant thing is something that we need to understand don't consent to a warrant say you can come uh, you, you will uh, use your warrant right come Just in my say, house I don't consent, i'm period. not going to consent i don't, um, consent. Keep, I it don't consent keep it simple first off don't give me some long explanation the less you say the better off you are i do not consent to well this the, and the, but i just want to make it real because what's really going to happen is the law enforcement officer says when you say i i don't consent and they're going to say well we have this warrant and to say i don't consent to the search well we're going to have to uh search based on this warrant you say okay but i don't consent right, right? so you just make sure no, but that they you want to draw you don't consent yeah, and they want to draw you into a discussion right. into a debate so you keep it simple just keep it simple i don't consent and i will not speak That's then, like, a lot of the investigators will even try to say you know i'm 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 not going to say anything without an attorney What's the matter? You got something to hide? You know, they'll try to play that only the guilty people don't talk to us, right? Don't get, don't don't get, get drawn, into that. drawn into that. And I wonder sometimes if that is, is not, we'll take it easy on you if you talk to us. No, no you're going to have to give me the same benefit whether I talk to you or not. This is how innocent people mm-hmm. get charged with crimes they didn't commit. Right, exactly, exactly. So keep it simple and keep quiet. So I wanted to bring up, because we're going to talk about this today, this this all of a sudden I'm, I'm watching these these big talking heads and the the pundits in social media and on the airwaves wherever they are conservatives are now becoming enlightened and they're using this term the silent coup right like as if this coup has just somehow begun and they're and oh we're exposing the silent coup of the the media and the politicians and the politics and i just i wanted to say this publicly and out loud because we've talked about this before there is a coup but it's not about donald trump it's about the american way of life and what we want to show you here is that donald trump is is a target of the coup because he's a wrench in their works that have already been established for decades yeah yeah no question and uh papadopoulos printed up a book who that I think was just released today, wasn't it? Or or this week? It was. Yeah. It coincided it come out. with the Mueller report, right? Well, yeah, I guess because he's released to speak. Right. Apparently, he's under he was under a gag order, and you have all this misinformation about what he did, and so many of the pundits saying, I mean, attributing uh, Russian you know, his alleged action is what triggered this whole investigation in the first place, and then you find out. It was all a concocted lie 
to begin with, but it's one of those situations where they target the FBI. When I say they, mm-hmm. the FBI uh, and this this deep state, this deep state cabal within the military, within the uh, U.S. intelligence uh, services and law enforcement mm-hmm. agencies target are targeting him from the get go, and and you know he's just. He just oh we just having a chit chat and he just talking about something that so he, he's he got didn't the think diarrhea of the mouth yeah, problem well, here. He didn't and, think it was a big deal and so he's just talking and next thing you know they force him into this plea of, of something that he didn't do and he ends up uh, in pr- in prison for two weeks or jail for two weeks. I say it wouldn't be prison for two weeks, but he's in yeah. jail for two weeks. And uh, man, it, it's it's amazing you. Just reading the intro, you talk about he has this little section about what is terror. This is terror. And man, the way he describes how this went down, this is what we were talking about how they intimidate people and bully them into these situations. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're going to get into a little bit of uh, Papadopoulos' book uh, called Deep State Target. Yeah. How, how, what is it called? Uh, Deep State Target, How I Got Caught in the Crosshairs of the Plot to Bring Down Trump. Mike, bring down, bring down President Trump. Oh, man, I could they come up with a longer title? Seriously, <laughs> so deep state target. If you Google it, I, deep I, state target. I just, I just went ahead and bought it on Kindle for like ten bucks, and uh, you know it's it's actually it's a pretty good. It's really interesting. it's a good narrative. It is. It, good it, narrative. It, it's well written narrative, even when well-written. you're listening to it with AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. I got it on the text to speech. Yeah, you, you have the robot reading your. It's funny this when when it reads Washington D.C., uh, it reads it as Washington D. D. Dot C. Dot. So you keep hearing D. Dot C. Dot. D. Dot C. Dot. I like that. <laughs> anyway, but it, but his remark about this is what terror is. This is exactly what we were talking about, J.C., when we talked about Roger Stone, when we talked about Manafort, when we talked about these people. The only reason they were treated this way was to send a message, a message of terror to anybody else. You better talk to us. Yeah. You better comply. Well, you better it, not resist. And it was funny how he, he's talking about, you know, how he was snatched up and thrown into this, into this cell. And Thank you, Patriot Act. Yeah, he, and he gets more, you know, he's talking about his cellmates and how he gets more information his, his, his cellmates are more forthcoming than the people who arrested him who are not telling him why he's arrested, what it's about. And it's interesting. You know, it's an interesting little thing about that Sixth Amendment to the federal government, that you have a right to know the charges that are against you yeah. and to confront those witnesses, you know. And, and, and because of the Patriot Act, and because of the amendments that have come through the Patriot Act, through the National Defense Authorization since 2012, you are now literally a political prisoner with no rights at all. So I don't, I don't, I don't even want to hear Alan West tell me that this won't happen to Americans because we now have proof that it happens to Americans and not just anybody, big guys. I, I want to say something that that's uh, typically been 
controversial in, you know, with conservatives. I want and talk about how conservatives play into uh, these abuses. Mm-hmm. When you when you look at his narrative and how he's describing how it went down, one thing that that you see is how infiltrated the government is with with the rabid partisans all the way at the ground level. Okay, mm-hmm. because remember the conservatives get their panties in a wad when you talk about an FBI agent or this and that. And they, they have to immediately, immediately to cover their base and appeal to their base. They have to immediately say, oh, and start apologizing. Oh, well, we're not talking about, you know, the agents in the field. They're doing a good job. And these are just regular guys and these good, you know, law enforcement people who are trying to do their job, protect the country. Okay. The problem is that's not true. Right. Okay. There are bad, radical partisans who are run-of-the-mill, ground-level, on-the-street agents and officers who are bad actors and bad people, okay? So... Yeah, just ask Judge Gloria Navarro in Nevada about Dan Love, because that's the whole reason the Bundy cases were completely dismissed, because of a radical terrorist agent and group of agents in the Bureau of Land Management led by a man named Dan Love. So it's very it's sad when I hear conservatives speak so tribally and and you know it's like this the back the blue sloganeering okay now what we intend to mean by that is we support good law enforcement officers good law right. enforcement uh, agents or let, let, and I won't call them peace officers okay we support those folks. But it also kind of belies the reality that there are bad people within that segment of the population. Right. And so when you hear uh, when Papadopoulos is initially getting arrested and one of these on the ground every day FBI agents just trying to do their job to protect the country looks at him and says, this is what you get when you work for Trump. Okay, tell me how that fits into back the blue and these they're just not every officer and it's not the officers it's you know these are good people no there's some bad people out there how does that apply to stroke how does that apply to lisa page these were on the ground regular run-of-the-mill fbi agents they weren't fbi political leadership okay All right, Casey, so that's one thing break, you find out how deeply infiltrated they are when we come into the break or when we come out of the break i want to talk about this coup and I want to talk about how Donald Trump has put himself in this coup, as a target of this coup and the bigger picture that actually exists. As arrogant men tear up our constitution and from every direction we cry around. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. We have a we have a saying in the house that comes from a, a, a very popular movie. Whenever we start talking about the deep state and and the underlying, I mean, the true motivational force of the deep state, and that simple th- phrase is the spice must flow. Okay, it's a book, not a movie. Well, okay, sorry, a book, it's a, book a series, series of books that were turned into a movie. It's Frank Herbert's Dune. Dune, right? Uh, but the spice it, it, must flow. It's a meta in in the book, and it's obvious. It's a metaphor 
for the for oil. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is what funny when you. So this is kind of my. And this is Papadopoulos talks about this in his book. He does, he does. well. That's his, so that's his background. So George okay. Papadopoulos in 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 his book, The Deep State, uh, or Deep State Target. Okay, so his background. He's a policy wonk. You know, he he worked for the Hudson Institute, and his background is kind of global security policy and and. You know, he pitched, and this is one thing that I think was crucial. I, I haven't made it all the way through the books. So I don't know how he ties it to this, but it but it reminded me as he's talking about his background. So his he sort of was trying to promote this idea that Turkey is not our ally or really not the ally we should have. And I think anybody with half a brain looking at Erdogan and seeing the rise of, of uh, is Islam. Islamism, mm-hmm. uh and the, the sort of authoritarian rule of Erdogan and where Turkey is trending uh, ought to, you know, anybody with half a brain ought to be able to see that's, that's not the see, here's, best. See, here's the thing that I want to bring up, though, because what we're going to talk about is the name of his book, right, The Deep State. People, uh, people who are in politics naturally assume the deep state is maybe somebody who's an establishment. Or maybe if you go a little bit deeper, the deep state are the the ingrained uh, act, uh, agents like Strzok or Page or this guy you were talking about. But the deep state is deeper than that. Well, well, the deep all... state is is something that promotes a, a the, the the global thing that's well, they're, happening. Well, they're all part of that. Okay, right. they, they are they are part of the deep state. But, but, but there's more to it right. than they're, that. They're away from the center. They're yeah. not so, the center yeah, is what I'm trying to say. There's more to it than that. And I think one of the big problems well, I was getting at, so he, he goes into his background and how Turkey... And how Turkey ties into, you know, his background is what he's pushing. He's saying we need to move away from Turkey, uh, you know, toward Greece. And uh, there's a natural Greece, Cyprus, Israel, you know, interest. Whereas a lot of these other people, since Turkey is a member of NATO, then we're automatically connected with them. Now, so... So this is the problem Trump gets into. Exactly. This this what brings up, I think, is the issue at the heart of it. Because we look at what... So you look at the Trump coup attempt. You look at... The target and people often characterize that as you know there's it's a sort of Clinton Clinton and the Clintonite you know progressive Clintonite assault. But there are to more to stop him from being president so Hillary could be a black yeah, president. Yeah, so I think the people need to recognize you need to throw in these neoconservatives in warmongers, that. neoconservative warmongers. You think the about the machine. never Trumpers and all this. Why why were they never Trumpers? Now some of the never Trumpers on the were on the religious right, and he's not a good righteous guy. And how can you support this guy? But in the bulk of them are these neoconservative, you know, warmongering cabal that have the same interests as this progressive Clintonite uh, mafia. And so th- this is all one group that's targeted. Well, because targeted. Hillary is a neocon. She is a warmonger. Correct. And it goes back to all of this Turkey. The military Turkey, complex. All and- of this Turkey geopolitical thing ties into that. Because here's the thing. If you think about Turkey, it's one thing you have to understand. Turkey controls the Bosphorus Straits. And in, and in the neocon worldview, that is where big bad Russia and their navy would come through mm-hmm. the Bosphorus Strait. So we have to have Turkey as an ally so, just so we second, can control if this. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, I have the map of, of Turkey up there. I have a sort of bigger picture and a smaller picture so you can see those Bosphorus Straits. And you look at the map, Russia, it's, it's about the Black Sea. It's about traveling in and out of the Black Sea to the Mediterranean Sea 
Russia, without access to those straits, is landlocked. Correct. They, and, except for well, obviously the other side. But if you're going to come through the Black Sea and and out this way, then uh, Russia is locked in there. So they have to have that relationship with Turkey to make that happen. That's what. But the, yeah. we have to have that relationship with Turkey for the exact same reason. Right, so right. The, the, the neocon foreign policy idea is right. we have to be allies with Turkey so that the Russians can't come through right. the Bosphorus Straits right, because exactly. Turkey is our ally. And you know, yeah, it just sounds so okay. juvenile. You, you're my friend. You can't be his friend. <laughs> okay, so that's the same. That's the same thing going on in Syria. This is exactly what Syria is about. Russia has its base uh, mm-hmm. in Tartarus for access. Right. This is about military access and oil access because the think, spice think, must think flow. back to the military when you most naval any sailor that's gone through boot camp in the navy as i have and they sit down they start teaching you out of the blue jackets manual and they start you know telling you what it's all about what the navy is all about is controlling the sea lanes what are the sea lanes the sea line sea lanes are those those lanes in the sea where uh, commerce and oil is transported materials and oil is transported so it's about the military really is not about fighting the bad guy. It's about, or at least the Navy. The Navy is not about fighting the bad guy, mm-hmm. being prepared to fight the bad guy. Its primary uh, purpose is to control the sea lanes, and that is to say so oil can continue to flow. So this well, what I'm that's about. Well, I'm saying on a general perspective, so, so mercantile can operate through the sea lanes. I mean, it's specifically, obviously, in a larger scale, oil. But there's a lot of commerce that comes through there, Correct. too. Correct, so. but... I mean, yeah. So what? Rice, okay, big deal. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, that's, but I'm just that's saying pro- a long-term that's, thing. That's part of mm-hmm. th- that those commercial products as well. But come on, that's meaningless. It's about the oil, right, okay? The absolutely. number the number one thing is the oil. So the oil spice oil <laughs> drives U.S. foreign policy. Mm-hmm. Period. That, that's that's all there is to it. Right now. So here's the thing. You have these neocons. That's where Russia comes in and about the control is oil. Russia's access to oil and Russia's you know, ability to operate its military, particularly its navy, uh, on, on the high seas. Okay, So that's what that is about. Now, remember, Trump comes in. He begins to question this framework. He said, we're in a different day. It's not the same Russia. Uh, what's the deal with this NATO Alliance is outdated. It's a cold. It's trying to maintain the Cold War infrastructure with a Cold War mentality. That's over and done with. We need to readdress this. And oh, by the way, we got all these people in here where we're running a military welfare system that we do all the work and they're not footing the bill anyway. Well, all of a sudden now Donald Trump's saying this, that is a threat to this cabal who wants to continue the military industrial complex under the Cold War ideology where that Turkey is our ally and it's all about Russia. Russia well, has to be the enemy. And so we have to have is, this. Is that the NATO the statements that he made about NATO were immediately sort of overshadowed by other things. But if and you, he tried I mean Trump took a very hard line stand about this. And we know this because of um, 
uh, Nikki Haley uh, and her statements saying, look, we're not going to be a part of this welfare system anymore. And we're and, and Trump went on and on about the money that we're spending there. And again, like you said, the cold, he said the Cold War is over because Trump is a business negotiator. Yeah, he and came he in, wants to negotiate he, with these other countries. He came in looking at you know, examining, analyzing what's going on, saying, okay, what can we renegotiate? And this is one of the things he identified. This is outdated and needs to be upgraded. And if you if you recall, go back and look at the timeline. Mm-hmm. That's when all of a sudden we have all these problems and, and this Russian collusion, all this thing really, really kicked into gear. Right. I, I believe that's what's that's the bigger picture here. That's what it's all about. So you can talk about the progressives and and this and that trying to take him out. It's bigger than that. That's the surface. That's the cover. Well listen, JC, why Russia? Why a collusion with Russia? Because be- Russia has to be the bad guy. Because we have to reestablish this Cold War. We, we have were to maintain the 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 Cold War business industry began to realize that the American people, through the statement, through their acceptance of Donald Trump's statements about Russia and and negotiating with them, they were starting to realize that the American people were starting to accept the fact that the Cold War is over. Maybe Russia's not an enemy anymore. Would you remember Hillary? Exactly. Yeah, go ahead. That's exactly what I was going to say. Remember the photo op propaganda commercial with the big red the big button. big red reset button the, that yeah. what's wrong in Russian. <laughs> the Russia reset. The Russia reset button was okay. Clinton. Right. And o- Obama. Un- under Obama. Right. It was Clinton's right. State Department. And then as soon as they were done with that propaganda theater, then they immediately turned and began to essentially target Russia and poke Russia and, you know, behind the scenes, reignite the hostilities. So that whole thing was was theater. That was for the masses, for the consumption of the masses. And, and, and you know, again, uh, like I said, there is a deeper, a deeper cabal that has to maintain the war machine uh, and, and this Cold let War me, structure. There are so, so question, many Jesse. structures built yeah. on that revenue stream, and it can't be threatened. Knowing knowing the Russian culture, the Russian history, the Russian politics, the way we do, uh, Putin doesn't need a conflict with us. Putin and, and, and the Russian government, have they, they've got plenty well, to deal with on their own to, to keep their own military complex in operation. They've got enough going on there with the, with the politics of oil and everything that's going there. They don't need this conflict with us the way that the deep state needs a conflict with Russia. Well, Putin, he, he'll play, he plays that in, in politics. So mm-hmm. when it comes to campaign time you know he'll roll out america the aggressor america the enemy of course when you really when you dig into what's going on you you actually see uh the american military complex really oh, in, you said poking it, at them all the time yeah, but what they, i'm saying is, they is instigate that a lot of this. my point was is that russia is not poking at us right typically the, no the way we are poking no, typically at them no. now it's reported in in the western media as such but mm-hmm. if you actually look at what's going on you'll realize many of the statements that Putin, and I'm not trying to make him out to be a good guy because no, he, no, no, he's no, not no, a good no, guy, no, 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 okay? No. But I'm saying if you actually look at what's going on, if, if you if you go research uh, the interactions when you see uh, Putin make his inflammatory statements and what looks like threatening statements 
toward the United States. If you actually research it, you'll find out there's something that America did that he's reacting to. But that part right. is not reported in the Western media. But I'm not saying he's a good guy. He's not a good guy. I'm not trying to pitch a commercial, a pro-Putin commercial. I'm just saying no, there, it's there is the a- dynamics of, of this relationship that we have. And the fact that the deep state needs the Cold War to continue so they can continue reaping in their wages. I'm a long, long way from my home. And I'm going to change all the things I find. The Chris Van Hall Show. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall talking about the deep state and Papadopoulos and all I, of this I don't, stuff. I don't know if we, I don't know if we're boring people to death with this, but I, the simple point that I I want people to get, yeah, okay, very good, is if you if you're looking at this and you see it only through the lens of progressive versus conservative. You don't know what's going on. If you don't understand geopolitics, okay, I mean global politics as centered around oil and the major military powers, particularly naval power controlling the sea lanes. If you don't understand... And the money that's made from that. Yes, if you don't understand these things and how these different puzzle pieces fit together, like Turkey, like Syria, like all of this stuff, uh, these countries in the Middle East look at... I don't remember if it was American Enterprise Institute or whatever, This one of these think tanks that had their 20-year program, one of these CFR groups that had their, their uh, multi-decade program laid out of which Middle Eastern countries they wanted to topple. I mean, if, if you don't understand all of that, then you're really, then, then some of what's going on and why it's happening and where it's going to go, you're not going to comprehend it. Well, and, and then you might be led to believe that it's all about Trump. And then when things quiet down about Trump or when Trump's out of office, maybe you think it's all better now. Or you might believe, oh, Robert Mueller was a plant by Trump in order to foil the progressives, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you don't know the bigger picture. You don't understand geopolitics and that there's a deeper, there's a deeper enemy at work than, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you know, and and the progressives just trying to take down Trump because they want socialism. Right, because it's not about Trump. It's a deeper thing. It's about control. It's about money. It's about oil. And it's about people uh, in power controlling the American people so that we are not a constitutional republic. That's why the whole push for socialism is part of it. That's why the whole push for the elimination of the electoral college, that's why the whole push is there for the uh, uh, elimination uh, or the, the establishment of the national popular vote. It's why the 17th Amendment was passed. It's why the 16th Amendment was passed. Remember, Thomas Paine said, you don't raise uh you don't uh raise taxes to fund wars you you raise wars to collect taxes and so this is the bigger picture here and and we intend to not only bring these current events to you but bring to them to a light that you can be actually equipped with a long-term fight here with the long-term goal because it can't be about political parties and it can't be about uh, uh, personalities, it's got to be about fundamental principles. Well, and that's the thing. And I guess kind of at the heart of what I'm saying is 
you know, it's not just about winning an election and defeating, you know, the new Green Deal socialists. Right. There, and, and so then we think, because I do think a lot of, a lot it's, of what. It's like lot, the, the three card Monty thing. It is. Just, but, and a lot of what went on undermines, undermines the new Green Deal Bolsheviks. And I understand that. I think they're hurting themselves. They're digging themselves a grave. But what I'm afraid of is we're going to get distracted and think that's the enemy, that's the only enemy, whereas there are there is a deep state cabal here that's three or four or five chess moves ahead while we're focusing on a surface enemy represented by Ocasio-Cortez, and, and we're going to miss it. I want to show you guys something before we go um, today. The Senate Judiciary Committee is in session to talk about national red flag laws, to talk about how the federal government can encourage the establishment of state-level red flag laws. These are, if you're watching us on YouTube, I've posted up the members of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, we need to be in contact with these people and remind them of shall not be infringed. There are several articles at chrisannhall.com that will, can arm you with the facts about this. We need to impress upon these people that this is not just a Second Amendment thing. These red flag laws are a Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Sixth Amendment, Seventh Amendment, Eighth Amendment things, and the federal government needs to know that shall not be infringed is not just about your right to keep and bear arms, but it's also about your right to be secure in your property and your right to be secure in due process. So let's bring them uh, the argument to the property rights of the people and not just simply be a bunch of gun fanatics, but be people who are reasoned and have a plan for the limitation of government to the securing of our rights. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.